One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I'm Sadie Eck. And I am Courtney Eck. And I'm sorry, everyone, ahead of time. I am just exhausted this yep. morning. Did not sleep well. My mom and papa I, did not get any sleep last night. Neither of us did. Were you all no. up? It's Tuesday morning. So were you all up Monday night, all night long? Yeah. Just your brain was like, okay, now it's time to rehash everything that's ever happened to you. Right? <laughs> Right. I know. I just tried to do our intro that we've been doing for almost three years mm -hmm. now, and I messed it up. <laughs> yeah. She messed up true crime, just fully true. off the rails. So, <laughs> so good luck, everyone. Yeah. Good luckily, luck. luckily, it's my night, and I'm doing yes. slightly better than my sister is. So, well, knock wood. We'll see. It's yet to we'll be see seen. What happens. Right. <laughs> Oh my God. So yeah, bear with us while I tell you the story of the murder of rising star Christina Grimmie. Mm -hmm. Christina Grimmie was born in Evesham, Evesham, Evesham Township, <laughs> New Jersey, to Tina and Albert Grimmie on March 12th, 1994. She had an older brother named Marcus and the family was extremely close. When Christina was just a year old, her mother found out that she had breast cancer, mm. and so the family rallied around her to help her beat it, which she did. Then when Christina was four years old, her mother was diagnosed again. Oh, no. This time with stage four. Eek. The second time around, doctors said her prognosis was not good, but once again, she survived her battle with breast cancer, and this brought the family even closer. Good for her. That's amazing. It's incredible. Tina and Albert were already good parents, but Tina's health struggles made them more aware of how precious life can be. And as a result, they were extremely supportive of their children and encouraged them to follow their dreams in all capacities. Quote, when she was a baby, she wouldn't talk, but la la la, Tina Grimmy said of Christina. And then when she was getting a bath, I would tell her, sing for Jesus. <laughs> Turns out Christina had some pretty exceptional musical gifts and her family started noticing that she had a real talent for singing when she was just six years old. She had a three octave and three note range and the average is range is two to three. Wow. Mariah Carey is five, FYI. Wow. 
Yeah, I went down a long rabbit hole. She, Mariah Carey has like the the, the widest range, I think, oh, ever. Except for me, who has oh, eight. Yes, take them there, Sadie. Ready and go. <laughs> um, and I think seven is the most you can get. No. As a human, no. as a human. Well, I'm clearly a cyborg. When Christina was 10, her family continued to encourage her musical talents by signing her up for piano lessons. And it quickly became clear that she didn't really need them because she could play by ear. Wow, that's amazing. I know. I'm so jealous. Me too. Her family said she became obsessed with making music to the point that she would skip huge events and parties when she was in middle school so that she could stay home and write and perform her music. She was also known to record covers of her loved one's favorite songs, but would put her own personal spin on it so that it would reflect the personality of the person she'd made the recording for. She was a huge fan of Christian singer Stacy Orico growing up, but had a range of musical influences and interests, including Christina Aguilera, Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, and Lady Gaga. But she also loved, quote, dubstep, DJ music, and rock and roll heavy metal like Metallica, Pantera, Iron Maiden, and Tool. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, just get, just all of them, get all, all of the of good it. ones in. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Christina was also an animal rights activist, did a lot of charity work for Humane Society, and loved gaming and anime. So a little website called YouTube was established in 2005 and would change the way celebrity could be achieved forever. The site allowed for people to upload and share their talents without the help of agents or labels or any middlemen. And in 2009, Christina's friends and family started encouraging her to upload one of her covers to the site. Christina later said, quote, It's so funny because so many people ask me, why did you post your first video? What made you want to do that? And what were you expecting from it? And I'm always like, I don't really know. I wasn't expecting success. Honestly, that wasn't even on my brain. I didn't understand tour and the business. I didn't understand any of that. I literally just like to sing. And I can't even remember my thought process either when posting the first video. I think it was just that I like to see me singing back. I like to see what I could either fix or if it sounds good. I think it was almost more for myself than it was for, you know, gathering up subscribers or people at the time. But it kind of turned into something obviously much bigger than I expected at the time. Christina said that her best friend showed her a video of another performer who had 50,000 subscribers and said that Christina was more talented and a better songwriter than the creator and encouraged her to try it. Christina said that six months later, a new Hannah Montana song, Don't Want to Be Torn, came out and it was a huge hit. She decided to make a cover of it and under the username ZeldaXLove64, she posted a dark, like no, you know, poorly lit video of her in a room in front of some window blinds and a Sonic the Hedgehog poster <laughs> singing and playing keyboard to her cover of the Hannah Montana hit. Just basically the lowest quality video on YouTube. She had sort of an emo shag haircut with heavy bangs and generally a very cool but approachable vibe. So it's no surprise so many people related to her. The video was an instant success and almost immediately racked up 100,000 views, which was incredible feat for a first video. I'm not sure how the algorithm worked in 2009, but YouTube is almost impossible to crack, and it's the hardest social media platform to go viral on, so it's a real testament to her talent. That's amazing. 
Christina had really only posted the video to share with her friends and family, but within a couple of hours, she started building a fan base and hundreds of comments flooded in from people asking her to cover their favorite songs. Christina shared the success with her parents and her mother, Tina, was immediately concerned about the online attention. Tina was afraid that YouTube was a place where adults and other trolls could prey on children, and she was not wrong. How old was she at this point? Um, I think she said nineteen, two thousand nine, so like fifteen. She was yes, exactly. Yep, she was a teenager. Tina was afraid that YouTube was a place where adults and other trolls could prey upon children, and she was not wrong, not Mm -hmm. at all. Right. I mean, good for her to know that. By then, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, because Tina was an avid fan of To Catch a Predator. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she knew how easy it was for predators to find their victims on the internet, especially when they were on full display like Christina was in her video. She's also kind of a, she looks like a Avril Lavigne. You know, she's got that vibe, but she's also very small. And, right. you know, I think she looks her age, but she's just a petite version of her age. So, yeah, I, I would be very concerned if I was Tina too. I mean, any child on the internet, but especially a petite, young, pretty girl. Yeah, I came across a TikTok of, she looked like she was probably 12 or 13. Beautiful mm. girl. I was like, uh-uh, mm-hmm. get off of here yeah. right now. yep. yep. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know when you can get on the internet, but never. probably never. <laughs> yes, as an adult woman who has been trolled on the internet, just get just get off the internet. It's better. It's better yeah. out of there. So Albert felt differently, however, and he was very encouraged by the comments from other young people and how much she had impacted their lives with just one video. Tina and Albert talked it through and agreed that Christina would have permission to continue to post as long as she promised that she would never be alone with anyone she encountered online without the family meeting and vetting them first. So Christina posted two more videos and her third video, a cover of Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus, gained millions of views in just a couple of days and so a star was born. I'm curious to go see her videos, you know, like I'm sure I've come across them. I, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm honestly really, su- well, I kn- I think I know why this case hasn't been covered very often, but I'm really surprised that this case hasn't been covered more often. Yeah. I definitely knew her name. So I know right. that I heard about this when it happened. You know, I think she was one of the first YouTube creators that kicked off that sort of si- like lone voice in a room, you know, with a keyboard right. or a guitar kind of vibe. And that's yeah, that's a lot of what her videos are. But then she's also just seems really authentic and she's really kind and she speaks directly to her audience, you know, in that way. Right. And, you know, still really early famous days of YouTube. So I think it was just the perfect timing for her. Um, and she is, I mean, she's super, super talented. There's no doubt about it. So thousands of comments flooded in, praising her talents and looks and personality and begging for more content from her. Of course, along with the positive came the negative, and there were also trolls sprinkled throughout, telling her that she was a hack or ugly or that she should stay off of the internet, but trolls are going to troll. One commenter said that they didn't like the way her nose flares when she sings, and the comment basically sent her spiraling. Oh, no, don't read them. Don't Don't read read them. them. Don't read them. God, people are so mean. 
Her online celebrity also made it much harder for her at school as she found herself either being mobbed by people who wanted to get closer to her or being bullied by people who were jealous of her success and took it upon themselves to try to take her down a peg. Boy, just come on, you guys. Everybody. I know. (laughs) Someone even started a fake Twitter account pretending to be her and would troll other Twitter accounts pretending as her, posing as her. Oh, no. Christina's classmates latched onto the fake account as proof that she wasn't worthy of her success and used it to attack her even more. She eventually had to make a video explaining that she'd never had a Twitter account and so to disregard the trolling that was coming from the fake one. To avoid the extra stress, Christina started homeschooling in 2010, which also gave her more time to focus on her creative endeavors. So Kurt Hugo Schneider is another popular, extremely popular YouTube artist who had created a channel called College Musical, which was a pop music parody account where he would create mashups of popular songs as a spoof of high school musical. Kurt had gotten so famous, he'd even been invited to be on huge talk shows like Oprah, and all of the YouTube creators at the time knew who he was. After Kurt saw Christina's videos, he reached out to her to ask if she wanted to collaborate on a Miley Cyrus mashup he was creating, and so the two arranged for Kurt to meet Christina's family, and they started collaborating. Their collaborations were massively successful, and their cover of Nelly's Just a Dream song got over 23 million views, like, immediately. Wow. And I looked it up, and it currently has 216 million views, which is insane. (laughs) Wow. Insane. I wonder how much Gangnam Style has it. (laughs) Right. right What's what's the most viewed YouTube video ever? Let me see. It comes right up. Uh, Baby Shark Dance. Oh, no. It's got (laughs) 11.90 billion views. My God. What? That's what's wrong with everybody in this world. Oh, my God. I'm going to pass out. Wow. Wow. Sorry, parents. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Baby Shark is a real deal. (laughs) It's it's a whole ass thing. God. Yeah, just imagine how many times just playing on repeat all day, mm-hmm. all night, all day, all night. Mm-hmm. So this huge bump in viewership for Christina started to attract the attention of mainstream celebrities, including Selena Gomez, after she saw Christina's cover of Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Christina also placed second in the My YouTube competition behind Selena Gomez. Wow. So Selena showed Christina's videos to her mother, Mandy Teefy, who was her manager at the time, and encouraged her to take Christina on as a client and to help her get to the next level in her career. Mandy wasn't immediately sold on the idea, and so to help convince her, Selena f- flew Christina to L.A. to do some backup vocals for her, and so her mother could meet and interact with the young YouTube star. This also put Christina in contact with one of the top vocal coaches in the industry, who not only helped Christina improve her already exceptional talent, but told her that the way her nose flared when she sang was actually a sign of perfect vocal form and to fuck the haters. <laughs> My words not I hate not that, right? You know? I hate yep. that. I hate it. Yeah. The way your body works, which is perfect, yep. and you can't, you shouldn't control it because yep. it's working perfectly is what caused her so much pain. Yes, 
And because if, people if, are assholes. Exactly. And unless people are actively trying to hurt other people, just fuck off. Just don't talk. Just don't comment on other people. Period. Just don't do it. Right. Unless no. they're being a bully, a bad guy, you know, saying something that right. is unintentionally hurtful. That's one thing, you know, just to kindly point something out. But God, people are so mean. So Christina and Selena became fast friends and the young women bonded over the excitement that comes with having the world fall in love with you, as well as the perils of stardom, particularly online hate. They also had a tremendous amount in common, including their love of pop punk music and their Christian beliefs and would describe each other as, quote, the same person inhabiting different bodies. At the end of the trip... Selena's mother, Mandy, and her husband, Brian, agreed to represent Christina, which would open up countless opportunities at Disney and in the industry in general. And so Christina and her family decided to move to L.A. so that Christina could kick off her promising career. Ugh, that's so exciting. I know. It was a huge decision for Tina, as she'd always sworn she'd never leave New Jersey and was also in the middle of another round of treatment for breast cancer. Tina, wow. But she couldn't hold her daughter back, and so they relocated a year later. Amazing. I know. Amazing. In the meantime, Christina toured with Selena Gomez, All-Star Weekend, and the Jonas Brothers, and went into the studio to record her first EP titled Find Me. She also performed at a UNICEF charity concert and participated in the first Digi Tour, which was a tour created to highlight famous YouTube creators. She was invited to be on the Ellen Show and also landed two big commercial deals with Doritos and Xbox, so things were rapidly looking up for her. Disney took an immediate interest in her and started brainstorming show ideas to help launch her as one of their stars. While they worked to find a full-time home for her, she was invited onto various Disney shows and also got her own Disney web series called Power Up with Christina Grimmie, where she hosted and performed skits about the newest video games on the market, did street interview with video game fans, and shared her general love of gaming. The series was canceled after 11 episodes, but soon after, she released her first full-length album titled With Love, which made it to 101 on the Billboard charts. Not bad. Not bad. Christina wrote most of the songs on the album herself, but Avril Lavigne also contributed to the album. By this time, Christina had over 2 million subscribers on YouTube, and she was also able to accomplish all of this in just four short years. (laughs) And, like, she's still a child. She's a child, yeah, just a little teenager (laughs) child, you know, like, well, early 20s at this point, pushing early 20s, but, yeah, it's really remarkable. Yeah, I mean, really and, is. you know, as as two people who have had moderate success on the internet, the the fact that she was able to crack YouTube immediately is yeah, remarkable. Amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Then in 2014, Christina was invited to audition for The Voice, and she was an immediate fan favorite and front runner to win. After all four judges turned their chairs around for her, quote. While on The Voice, Usher called her a baby Celine Dion. Graham Nash said, quote, I'm amazed at the range and control and the depth of your voice. All at 20 years old? That's insane. Shakira deemed her high register, quote, out of this world. 
She placed third in the end, but several of her songs from the show charted in the top 10 on iTunes, and by the end of her time on The Voice, both Adam Levine and Lil Wayne had offered to sign her. She made the decision to sign with Island Records, who dropped her just a year later, but that didn't deter her. She continued to tour with The Voice, wrote her second album, and was cast in a starring role in the movie The Matchbreaker. She performed on multiple collaborations with other artists and won the iHeartRadio slash Macy's Rising Star Contest in 2015 and then performed at the iHeartRadio Music Festival soon after. So as Christina's career was on the verge of taking off, a total stranger was taking notice of her online thousands of miles away in Florida. That stranger was 27-year-old Kevin Loibel. Okay, Kevin Loibel, you just go go away. Yeah, get a like hobby. This. Go get a hobby. Do some push-ups. Get a smoothie. I don't know, just, just turn off your computer, close yep. the computer, walk away. Goodbye. You guys, we did it. Remember? We did it. Like episode one, two, three, where we talked about who did we want to sponsor us? Who, who? was the OG listeners? That, do you remember who our first mm. thing we wanted to have as a sponsor? When we, 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 we said, it. you know, we've made it. When HelloFresh! Here's we our did first HelloFresh <laughs> ad, you guys. Welcome. We, may, we have arrived. So with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Are you looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? I mean, who isn't? Mm -hmm. Me. Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how fast, easy, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. Skip the snowy schlep to the grocery store and stock up on snacks, sides, desserts, and more at HelloFresh Market. Simply add these staples and sweets to your weekly order, and they'll arrive at your doorstep along with your meals. Yeah, I think Courtney and I both seriously love HelloFresh. We've... Major big time. Yes, and we have used their service for years. The food is... Delicious. The recipes really are easy. Very. And we, even my son, Courtney, got one of my children a laminator, and he likes to laminate our favorite recipes. I'm not even joking. To keep for later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so cute. No, I I know. Legitimately a huge fan, and I tried a different meal service that will remain nameless, and it was not as delicious. It was not as healthy. It was not as easy. And also, I really, really, really appreciate how much less waste I produce when I use Mm -hmm. HelloFresh because I'm not just buying random ingredients and hoping that they'll come together in my fridge at a later date. This it helps us so much. And the busier I get, the more I need to have something pre-planned because planning meals makes my brain want to shrivel up into Mm -hmm. a little bit of dust and fall out of my nose. So HelloFresh is, I cannot recommend it enough. I mean that truly, sincerely from the bottom of my heart. You will not regret it. No, portion sizes are good. Plenty of food for everybody. We just had a family size box come and it fed the four of us with leftovers. Which is insane. Yes. Go to HelloFresh.com slash they will 21 
and use code THEYWILL21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. (laughs) So many free meals. Yes. Once again, that is go to HelloFresh.com slash THEYWILL21 and use code THEYWILL21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. It is America's number one meal kit. Do it, guys. Yeah, for real. Seriously. Mm -mm, Not for one second. So Kevin Loibel was a total loner growing up and barely had any friends. He was described as a, quote, withdrawn and sullen person who was also a depressed pessimist. He made people very uncomfortable, and most people who knew him said that something always felt off about him. He was extremely overwhelmed by the public, so spent most of his time alone with his video games and didn't pursue dating or typical socialization with his peers. He was so secluded, in fact, that he lined his windows with aluminum foil and blackout curtains because he claimed he had a, quote, aversion to light. Oh, no. You know what helps depression? is total darkness. Yeah. (laughs) Just make sure there's not even nuns leaking through. And then also, just in case any vitamin D was about to sneak through, just line it with aluminum foil to keep all that happy vitamin out. Keep it out. Keep it out away from me. He also completely lacked ambition, had no plans for his future, but did maintain a weekend job at a Best Buy where he worked on electronics and computers in the back room where he didn't have to interact with customers. So one day, Loyable stumbled upon Christina's videos like millions of other people had in the time that she'd started gaining attention online. But unlike other fans, Loyable developed an unhealthy obsession with the 22-year-old singer and actress. I hate it. I know. A man named Corey Dennington, who was Loyable's, quote, only friend in the world, later shared that he believed that Christina was his soulmate and was obsessively watching all of Christina's videos and TV performances. He, quote, spent most of his waking hours watching Christina on YouTube, as well as constantly monitoring her social media accounts. Despite following her on social media, Loyable himself did not have a Facebook, Twitter, or any other social media account. Loyable's friend said that he had been a devout atheist, but decided to convert to Christianity after learning of Christina's faith, and that she, quote, helped him see the world in a different way, and once said that if God did exist, he had, quote, seen it in her. Friends and coworkers also said that he was so intent on making Christina fall in love with him that he underwent a physical transformation that included, quote, hair implants, laser eye surgery, a 50-pound weight loss through a vegan diet, and teeth whitening. Wow. Yeah, that's a real commitment to stalking somebody you've never met. Yeah. It reminds me of that uh, Thomas Montgomery guy who, remember, was catfishing Yes. Um, the young girl and yes. thought he was going to turn into an 18-year-old version of himself. It's just, yes. oh, God, the yeah. delusion. So delusional, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to like see somebody on the internet that inspires you and then you start making better life choices because you see a way forward, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what people thought. They were like, oh, well, you know, this is a little weird, but at least he's making improvements to himself. You know, he seems like it's having a positive impact. Totally. If it was for Teresa, his neighbor down the street that mutually right. liked him. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, not yes. 
the almost superstar in California trying right. to make a career yes. for herself. Exactly. So Loibel's coworkers said he frequently talked about wanting to marry Christina and that they teased him about it. He claimed that he'd played video games online with her, which her team later denied, and that he'd met her once at one of her concerts in 2016. His friend said that he eventually became so concerned that Loibel's infatuation with Christina seemed to get worse instead of better, and so tried to talk to him about it and express his concerns that he was becoming delusional and thinking he was going to marry the young star. Quote, he said that Loibel would not entertain the idea that his plan would not work, and when Dennington, his friend, brought it up, he threatened to end their friendship. Loibel never elaborated on what he would do if he met Christina, but he referred to her as his, quote, soulmate. So Christina was scheduled to perform at the Plaza Live in Orlando, Florida on June 10th, 2016, as a part of her tour with Before You Exit. And Dennington, who was Loibel's friend, said that he last spoke to Loibel on June 5th. He said that Loibel had told him he loved him and also that he was, quote, tired and ready to ascend. Oh, no. That's if anybody ever says those good. words to you, get, get, Call the push police. a little further. <laughs> yeah, push Maybe a don't. little yeah. further. <laughs> Call can, a mental health facility. <laughs> yeah. Call a can doctor. You elaborate? Can you elaborate on what you mean Ascending by tired and ready to... to ascend? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If that's not the most chill-inducing set of words ever put together. I don't know what is. Well, the, the thing I keep thinking about right now is how opposite their lot, like, maybe not yeah. opposite, but like how she's living her life and yep. doesn't even know this man exists. Yes. And is focusing on a thousand other things, and all he is focusing on, on is her, and she has no idea what yep. she's colliding with and how yep. scary that is. It's Absolutely terrifying. Yes. Like there's no way to prepare yourself yep. for that in any way at all. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about it last night after I finished the story and it was like, would I rather know or not know? You know, would I rather know that I was being stalked and experience the torture of that or would I rather not know and just have it be a surprise? You know, I mean, obviously, if you know, then you can be prepared and you can beef up security or whatever but you know it's like equal equally terrifying i right. just had never really heard of a stalker story where the person being stalked was not aware that they were being stalked and it's right. chilling yeah so on june 10th christina and her brother marcus grabbed a couple of slices of cheese pizza before the show and then he joined her on stage to play guitar while quote teenage girls called team grimmy crammed in front of the stage and screamed the words to her original songs, such as Liar, Liar, and Tell My Mama. She closed. I'm, I'm Team Grimmy. I'm Team Grimmy. 100% Team Grimmy. <laughs> little I'm sweetie. So sad. I know. She closed with Must Be Love. The rest of the concert went as planned and ended at 10 o'clock p.m., after the show, Christina stayed on to interact with fans and sign autographs as she was known to do. At 10.42 p.m., Kevin Loibel made it to the front of the line of fans, and Christina's brother, Marcus, who was helping direct the fans that night, said that Loibel looked visibly nervous. He said he was sweating and shaking and was beat red, and also stood out because he was much older than her other fans. 
Get ready for this. This part, mm-hmm. fucking, ugh. So Christina had plenty of encounters with fans over the years who were shy or developmentally delayed. And so in an attempt to make him feel more comfortable, oh, it's going to make me cry. Christina opened her arms to give him a hug. Of course she did. Yep. Of course she did. Without saying a word, Loyable then pulled out one of the two guns that he'd brought to the show with him and shot Christina once in the head and four times in the chest, but only three of the bullets hit her. Oh, my God. Ugh, it sucks, sucks, it sucks. It's like, is she the one person who showed him the love that, you know, he never got? And then, you know? Ugh, like she recognized that he needed it, and then he killed her. It's so, ugh. That's so, that's so awful. Yep. Some of these hit you harder than others. I don't know. It's, I'm always surprised at the ones that get me. Well, he didn't say any words to her at all. Nope. He just killed her. Yep. Yep. So Christina's brother, Marcus, immediately tackled Loibel and managed to get the gun out of his hand. God. Loibel managed to get free, pulled out another gun, <sighs> and then backed up until he was against a wall and shot himself once in the head, which killed him instantly. In under one minute, Christina Grimmy was mortally wounded and Loibel was dead. And thanks to the quick action from Marcus, no one else was physically hurt that day. Um. That's, I'm just imagine. No, you know, your own sister. Ugh. Christina was rushed to the hospital but did not make it. She passed away almost immediately. Mm. And then the very next day, the Pulse nightclub massacre. Oh, my yep, God. Occurred just four miles from where Christina was shot and completely, no. yep. And that massacre completely eclipsed the tragic murder of the rising star. <laughs> I know. So I was like, how did we not hear more about this? Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Loibel had taken a taxi the 100 miles from his home in St. Petersburg to Orlando and was armed with two handguns, two rounds of ammunition, and a large hunting knife. Quote, Kevin clipped two nylon gun holsters to the inside of the back of his jeans. He wrapped a cloth around his left ankle, then strapped the knife around it. There had not been metal detectors at the entrance to the venue, and the staff was only checking the purses of the attendees, so were only interested in confiscating outside food and beverages. If metal detectors had been present, Loibel would have most likely have been intercepted. When police searched his phone, it had been encrypted, so no information could be extracted. Similarly, his computer wasn't working, and it seemed that he had, quote, intentionally destroyed the hard drive. They were unable to find any threatening messages on Christina's computer, phone, or social media, and so it seems that she may have been caught completely off guard by the attack. Clearly she was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, had she known, she would have at least required metal detectors at a concert. Like, who doesn't put metal detectors at a concert? Yeah. I mean, they do now, and that's probably why. Actually, I know that that's why. There was a tremendous amount of safety measures taken after this happened, especially in Florida, but I know in other places, too. 
So police also learned that Loebel's home life was not great, big surprise, and that he'd claimed that his mother, quote, beat him with a frying pan, threw dishes at him, and broke his brother's arm. Mm. His mother, Nora, isn't alive to defend herself from those accusations because she died of a Tylenol overdose in 2010, Whoa. which, which Loebel blamed himself for, quote, because he encouraged her to kill herself, telling her to, quote, go ahead, do it. Oh, no. Yeah. So if any of that's true, that is dark shit. Yeah. Well, Tylenol overdose is a terrible, terrible way to die. Yeah. I mean, how much Tylenol do you have to take to die from Tylenol? And like, what is the experience of dying from Tylenol? I don't think I want to I think it's liver failure. I just, I don't think it's quick, but there's nothing you can do to fix it. Right. It's too late. It's like very painful. And so, yeah. So after his mother's death, his father started dating a new woman, and she and Loebel fought frequently. On one occasion, he accidentally slammed the door on her wrist, and so she called the police 10 days later to report the incident, but Loebel was not charged. In 2015, he found Christina online, and a year later, they were both dead. Ugh. The day after Christina's passing, Loebel's family taped a note to their front door that read, quote, Deepest sorrow for loss to the family, friends, and fans of the very talented, loving Christina Grimmie. No other comments. Hundreds of people attended Christina's funeral, and her brother said, quote, All the rumors are true that when the gunman came, her arms were open. I know. That's how she treated everyone she knew. Her arms were open for them. There was a massive outpouring of grief after Christina's murder, Quote, the voice tweeted, there are no words. We lost a beautiful soul with an amazing voice. Her former coach, Adam Levine, wrote that he and his wife were, quote, absolutely devastated and heartbroken. This is yet another senseless act of extreme violence. Blake Shelton wrote, quote, I'm stunned and disgusted and heartbroken that we lost that sweet little girl. Longtime friend and former tourmate Selena Gomez was performing only a few miles away from Grimmy at the Amway Center when she was shot. The following morning, she wrote, quote, My heart is absolutely broken. I miss you, Christina. She also tearfully dedicated her performance of Hillsong's Transfiguration to Grimmy's memory at her Miami concert the following night on June 11th, and then canceled a meet and greet scheduled to take place that night, citing fear and grief. Ugh. She later checked into rehab and put her tour on hold. So I don't know the details of that, but I really hope that it saved her life too, you know? Mm -hmm. Countless celebrities dedicated shows to her, video game sites dedicated streams and conventions to her, YouTubers made tributes that got millions of views, and musicians wrote songs and recorded them in her memory. And it's like Justin Bieber, you know, I mean, she was right. right at the edge, like right at the edge of superstardom. Several of Christina's songs, music videos, and her movie debut were all released posthumously. So she didn't get to see this or hear her album. Oh, God. <sighs> A GoFundMe for her funeral expenses reached $170,000, and Adam Levine also offered to pay for everything. Quote, American heavy metal band Pantera 
noticing the similarities between Grimmy's murder and the death of former Pantera guitarist Daryl Abbott and three others in 2004, urged concert promoters and club owners to impose stronger measures to protect artists from, quote, gun-wielding fanatics, adding, quote, sadly, that's not the case, and another rising star had to pay the consequences with her life. Wow. Get him, Pantera. Seriously. In 2017, Christina's family started the Christina Grimmie Foundation, which is dedicated to supporting survivors of gun violence. And according to their website, they have, quote, given away over $350,000 in support in their first year. Wow. That includes support to families impacted by the Uvalde, Buffalo, Sacramento, Las Vegas, Route 91, and the Thousand Oaks borderline shootings. There's a quote from Christina's brother Marcus on the website that says, quote, we're being carried by Christina's legacy and how awesome she was. So we're going to match that and then try to increase it tenfold. That's our goal. (sighs) Tragically, Christina's mother, Tina, lost her final battle with breast cancer in 2018. I think she had it four times. Wow. And tragically died at the age of 59. The family posted a statement online that said, quote, Tina fought a courageous and brave battle with cancer for many years, even until her final hours with her family by her side. While this is a bittersweet moment for us as a family, particularly after losing Christina two years ago, we rejoice at the thought that Tina and Christina are united once again in the presence of our Lord and Savior. <laughs> it's so sad. That, you guys, is the devastating story of the fucked up murder of sweet rising star Christina Grimmie. Oh. (laughs) I know. I know. I can't. I just, I watch every documentary, like Lil Peep. And, I mean, Juice World got hugely famous, but all these artists that died too young, and it just breaks my heart. It's like, right. I mean, anybody dying... It's sad, but God, she was like right on the verge. And she worked so hard. The amount of work that she had to do to get to that point at her young age, it's just an enormous amount of work. And then just to have it snuffed out for no reason. Ugh. Yeah. I I know. I will never understand why, but I will keep asking why. Why? Yeah. Just like go, go. To take yourself. If you don't want to be here, that's. I I wish that you wanted to, but it's okay. Like you know, but like, yeah, yep. you don't get to take other people too. Yeah. Well, and the police. I mean, I think this is obvious, but their their suspicion was that it did start to dawn on him that he was not going to marry her. He was not going to get right. to have her, and so it right. was a if I can't have her, no one can kind of a thing. And Oh, objects. So tremendously selfish and heartbreaking. Mm. I mean, my heart breaks for this guy. Like, what a terrible, sad existence, you know? Like, I just, and so many people live like that. And that just makes me so sad, you know? And we have to cut it out. You have to cut out that sort of loneliness and isolation because this is what happens, you know? Nothing good comes from it. Yeah. No. Nothing good ever comes from it. So, yeah, they did, they did, 
I didn't list it all because it was, you know, it's just kind of this endless list of places that put in put more uh, safety measures into place after the fact. But it, it definitely had an impact and they definitely did beef up security. And I mean, I can't imagine going to a concert or an amusement park or anything in 2023 without, you know, a full pat down like strip right. search, you know? Right. No. I mean, unfortunately in America, that is our reality. Yeah. Like it's not safe to be in a large crowd that's not been yep. vetted, you know, or like checked for safety measures. And that sucks. Sucks. So much. Yeah. 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 You're just like rolling the dice. Sucks. Yeah, exactly. The, I mean, I think it just like makes the point even more clear to hear that the pulse nightclub shooting happened right after. Right. I know. It's like we got to get our guns under control here, you guys. It's so <sighs> awful. Yep. Or we all just need to everybody get so many guns and that's just a standoff. <laughs> you know. That'll work. It's yeah. like a uh what's his name? Um the Kill Bill director. Oh, huh. You know, Quentin <laughs> yeah, Tarantino. Right. We're all just one big Quentin Tarantino but uh-huh. we all got our guns out, and eye patches. Right. Yeah, so I think the only way forward is for everyone to learn Kung Fu. I, is that really, ha- you yeah. know? Because mm-hmm. the only way you're going to get the guns out is Kung Fu moves. So right. catch them by surprise. So uh, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, gun gun control and um, uh, simple safety care. measures, mental health care, and, uh, and uh, protecting people online and... Um, yeah. You know, treating each other like we're human beings instead of something that is consumable. I think there's a lot, a lot to be taken from this, but um, at the end of the day, my heart absolutely fucking breaks for her and her family, and that's a lot for them to have to go through. And I don't really have anything more to say about it. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. I'm so sorry for her family. Yeah. Lord help us all. Yeah. Her poor brother. And he was just right up in there managing her and playing music with her. And to have to watch her die is unfathomable. No. No. But he was also a hero. Like, imagine if Loibel had decided the last moment to turn it into a, you know, mass murder instead of a murder-suicide. Right. So, good for you, dude, for fucking figuring out kung fu moves and kung fuing this court, <laughs> right. you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I I shudder to think what could have happened had he not, like, sprung into immediate action to save his sister and those other people. One hundred percent. Oh man, like I said, some of them hit you harder. This one hit me real hard. It's like it's not often that I'm just finishing a story and crying, but this one definitely, it definitely got me. Yeah, I see why. Yep. Um. So to avoid continuing to cry. Uh, should I do some names? Yes, it's Let's time. Let's do some name time. It's name time. Okay. I got a long list. Uh, it's going to be kind of a rapid fire, a lot of these, because some of, the, some of you angels find these find these lists, these online lists, and I'm like, how have we never been sent this before? Today's right. one of those days. <laughs> yes. God. So to start, <laughs> someone said, can't believe this Dutch politician hasn't been mentioned yet, but there's a member of the Dutch Senate called Tiny Cox. <laughs> <laughs> 
K-O-X. <laughs> Tiny cocks. I feel like there's a lot of, of Dutch names that haven't been mined yet. Like, <laughs> right? We, yeah, like any of like, them, pretty much. Yeah, that's a whole treasure trove. It's like southern names and Dutch names. English street called Love's Wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, and our listener, I had to just call her out, our, our listener Haley. I don't know how Haley found this list and it has not been found before. I had to call, I had to edit it because she sent me 65 names of American towns that are really unbelievable. So I wow. picked my favorite, but this is rapid fire. Hang on tight. Here we go. Accident, Maryland. <laughs> the next one, Bacon Level, Alabama. <laughs> bacon Level? What's your bacon level saying? It's, it's always it's always at a ten. It's always at a high level. <laughs> Even as a vegetarian, my bacon level is probably a solid four. I get enough yes. bacon in my diet. Yes. Booger Hole, West Virginia. <laughs> Breeding Kentucky. Bug Tussle, Kentucky. No. Burnout, Alabama. That's where we all live in 2023. <laughs> Burnout, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Center of the world, Ohio. Chicken, Alaska. What? Coke, Coke County, Texas. <laughs> Cookie Town, Oklahoma. <laughs> Correct, Indiana. Have you ever yes. heard of Correct, Indiana? I live there. Yeah, you do. <laughs> always right. City's always right. Cut and shoot. Texas, which I mean, I'm surprised all Texas isn't just cut and shoot cut Texas. And shoot, right. How about this one? This is where Ted Cruz lives. Ding dong, Texas. <laughs> Earth, Texas. <laughs> Frankenstein, Missouri. I can't, I, this one, I don't know if we've cut, gotten here yet, but if we haven't, we are sorely, lacking. I don't know what the word is, lacking. French Lake, Indiana. Have we covered French Lake, Indiana? I don't think we have. I don't think we have either. And that is, yeah, we are, I'm sorry. I need to make a public apology because French right. Lake, Indiana is like the original. Yeah. Funk, Nebraska. Good grief, Idaho. <laughs> this is where I live. Greasy Corner, Arkansas. <laughs> Half hell, North Carolina. Path hell? Half H-A-L-F, hell, half hell. Uh, half hell. <laughs> Not to be confused with hell, Michigan. Uh, hot coffee, Mississippi. Hurt, hurt, Virginia. We're only in the H's. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hygiene, Colorado. <laughs> I think we've covered this one about intercourse, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh my God! Ketchup Town, South Carolina. <laughs> no. Knockem Stiff, Ohio. Yes. Monkey's Eyebrow, Kentucky. Monkey's Eyebrow. Yes. <laughs> Here's some more oh. Kentucky towns: Pig, Hippo, Chicken Bristle, <laughs> Mud Lick, and Krypton. <laughs> you guys have been holding out on us. Our American <laughs> listeners are. You guys are. You, you have need some, to step it up. Yep. You need to own up to this. Peculiar Missouri, Plastic Colorado, Poverty Kentucky, Random Lake Wisconsin. <laughs> they have so many lakes in Wisconsin. They're, they're like, like oh, that's fucking the random. random I don't know some know. random lake. It's fuck. Romance Arkansas, Santa Claus Indiana, 
Satan's Kingdom, Massachusetts. <laughs> That's also where I live when I'm yes. not in greasy corner Arkansas. I'm in Satan's Kingdom. I, I, I summer there. Slaughterville, Oklahoma, Scratch Ankle, Alabama, Success, <laughs> Missouri, Turkey Scratched, Arkansas, Two Egg, Florida, Wealthy, <laughs> Texas. Why, Arizona? Why not, North Carolina? Yum, yum, Tennessee. <laughs> and last but not least, Zigzag, Oregon. Ah, oh, I've been there. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, somebody sent me a sign that's my fucking creek. <laughs> and then in parentheses, <laughs> not your creek. M-A-E-F-E-K-I-N-G. My fucking creek. creek. <laughs> Someone wrote, dudes, I work at a gym and one of the members is a na- man named Zebulon Long. And yes. my mother called me the other day to remind me that if I was a boy, my name was going to be Zebulon. So mm-hmm. good looking out. Zeb Eck was going to be my nickname. Zebulon Walker. The So somebody said, the absolute best name in my family belonged to my great, 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 great grandfather's ex-wife. Her name was Comfort Cook. Oh. (laughs) Good for Uh, them for being able to go that far back. I know. I tried to get on Ancestry.com once, and that shit's hard. Forget about it. It's like like baking bread. It felt the same thing way to me, like impossible. (laughs) Just impossible. Yes. I also went to school. Oh, somebody said, uh, probably the same listener. I also went to school two boys who either unfortunate or fantastic names, you can decide. Jack Ripper and Jay Walker. (laughs) 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 They said the whole town tried to stop both families, but they did it anyway. (laughs) You can't boss me. (laughs) Nope. Two people sent me this. I could not confirm that it was true, but we're just going to go with it. There's a cassette tape with the cover says hem favorites sung by brother dick rash <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there's a pucker toot road in penn yan new york what <laughs> <laughs> there's also a pucker toot road in petersburg new york wow mm-hmm. pucker toot pucker toot and that's it, you guys. That is all wow, of them. Those are good ones. Can you believe that shit? No. <laughs> no. The last few names you were reading, I was looking out my window, and there was these two men walking through my neighborhood in black mm-hmm. hoodies with their hoods up. Wow. I was like, oh, that's weird. They're like walking through people's yards. And then I see after they've walked by, a truck, like a utility truck, oh, goes God. up. But like, if that's your uniform... It's a black right? hoodie and yeah. a khaki pant. Like, get a new uniform because I yeah. was really like, oh, yeah, there he is again going back. Now he's in the backyard. of Like, I was yes. really close to just calling the police and being like, yeah. there are people patrol, like prowling the neighborhood. Yes, <laughs> he gave me chills. I was like, wait, yeah. you're telling a no. story very casually. I think you need to go to. Well, something. I was watching, you know, I was trying to listen and watch at the same time, make sure I wasn't going to get robbed. But Good like, God, going through, man. like, is my, is my front door locked? What's going on? But. Nope, just workers in a, in a bad uniform. Get a logo. Get an emblem. Get a get a safety vest. Yeah, a there's, a, there's a lot of ways to break that up. When we were in AmeriCorps, yeah. they gave us hooded sweatshirts with our logo all Huge over it. Huge logo, yeah. Yes, yep. Yeah, you got to let people know. 
Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, you just look like a weird kid in a creek. Like, why right. those kid? Which the, the, we would uh, do a. When Sadie and I were both in AmeriCorps, and when I was in AmeriCorps, we did this project every year called like Paint Lemon Grove. It was what it was called, and in retrospect, it was a horrendous uh, attempt to like gentrify this poor neighborhood. And the, I, I have no idea how this is legal. I should do a whole documentary about this. They would force the entire neighborhood to let us clean up their yards. What? Yes. So we were like in these private res- these homes of these private residences, like c- cutting down the weeds and stuff of these people's yards. Huh. The entire neighborhood, the whole entire neighborhood. So there were like hundreds and hundreds of us AmeriCorps volunteers and then like all of these other community residents. And uh, we, when, as part of Paint Lemon Grove, the second year, they're like, go clean this like waste creek. And so a bunch of us got in hip waders and got in this creek and the residents were like screaming down, get out of there right now. Get out of there. That is not safe. And calling the police. Oh no. Yes. They were like, there, and there were like hypodermic needles and shit in this creek. I mean, I, yeah. Oh, the nineties. You guys, I cannot talk enough about how negligent the nineties were. That was a perfect example. How was Paint Lemon Grove legal. Anybody live in San Diego? Anybody know? Anybody? Are there lawsuits to this day? Because there should be. Yes. And I will be a witness at those, at that lawsuit if you all want to go get together and put one on because what the fuck? Anyway, quick tangent. (laughs) (sighs) Um, And and also I'm not getting robbed. That's the the bottom line there. We're good. (laughs) Put a logo on your sweatshirt. Right. Wear an orange vest. Yes. Um, yes. Should we wrap this sweet, sweet episode up with some shouty outies? Heck yeah, we should. Uh, um, do we want to shouty out the right race? Yes, I was going to say, before uh, we start the shouty outies, we had a really generous request. Somebody said, hey, uh, I haven't gotten my shouty outie yet. My birthday's coming up. So in lieu of one of Courtney's sweet, sweet, sweet songs, my my words, not hers, Um <laughs> She wanted us to shout out a, okay, so she says, in June, I'm running the Comrades Marathon, which is a 55-mile run from, I just Dur- out. from Durban to, here we go, Peter Peter Meritzburg. Did I do it right? South Africa. I passed out too. I blacked so out and far. then I passed out and then I came to and then I vomited and then I passed out again. <laughs> Uh, our listener is doing this to fundraise for Rise Against Hunger. Oh my God. Uh, I know. It's so, amazing. Yes. So they wanted to shout out the fundraiser. We're going to post it all over our social media, put a link in our bio on Instagram. If you want to donate to the RoboHuman, who is our <laughs> listener and our Patreon supporter. She doesn't want to give her name. Um, I, I don't know. She didn't. She didn't clarify. But let's. She's a cyborg and a robo human <laughs> and a hero. I feel like we should sing her happy birthday. 
Yeah. Okay. A one, a two, a one, two, three. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's your day and you're crazy and you got somebody put some anamantium in your bones and now you can run 55 <laughs> miles to raise money for Rise Against Hunger. And that is fucking crazy if you ask me or my sister. Nobody should be hungry ever. No, there's Happy plenty birthday. of food, plenty of food and plenty of clothes. <laughs> And so it shouldn't require private citizens to become cyborgs to run 55 miles. <laughs> I just passed out again. Thought the thought. <laughs> Thank you for uh, running 55 yes. miles. <laughs> Good luck. To help people Good that luck. are hungry. You I'm, I'm chafing angel. just thinking about it. Oh, God. <laughs> Amazing. We will yes. post the links. Please donate. We will donate absolutely. if we can remember to. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yes. That is, yes. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. you are amazing. You're an angel. Cyborg. Angel cyborg. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Who else Speaking do we have? Speaking of angel cyborgs, yeah. yes. thank you. <laughs> thank you so much to Laura V. Laura very softly comes to the room and she opens the door and as she comes through the door, people fall on the floor around her feet and they scream and they cry and they say, where did this beauty come from today? We were just living life as if it were any day and then she comes in the room and we all pass away from her beauty and brilliance and her kindness and her grace and she says don't worry about it <laughs> yeah don't, don't worry about it don't worry about it she says it in a casual cool. way I was like uh, why are uh, all these people dead she's like don't worry about it it's happens to me all the time <laughs> I just can't control my amazingness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, I cannot be held responsible. <laughs> Thank you so much to Daniel N. Daniel M stands N, for as in Nightingale. Oh, thank God! I was just gonna say. Oh no, it was W that I had to that I had to go for last week. That was hard. Nightingale, perfect way to kick off Daniel N. <laughs> Daniel Nightingale. Daniel. Na 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 na. Daniel, nice. Daniel, nasty. Daniel n- needs nothing. Has it all already inside of him. Daniel Knickerbocker. Daniel niche because <laughs> talents and interests are niche. Daniel, but not in a pretentious way. Daniel. Knock on the door and come on in if you want to learn about how to be the best one. And I will teach you all about it. But you have to knock, which starts with the K, but it sounds like N, so we're saying it anyway. Um, Thank you so much to Laura H. Laura Ah, is what I say whenever I think about Laura because I have to take in breath because I'm so overwhelmed by the th- that by the feelings that I get when I think of Laura H. <sighs> I think of endless gratitude for her being on this planet. I think of 
how how can somebody like Laura exist? It feels immeasurable. It feels immortal. It feels overwhelming in its wondrousness, in its wonderfulness, in its comfortingness, in its mm, inspirationalness. What else can I add a nest to <laughs> to describe Laura H? Um, Coolness. Fabulousness. Yes. <laughs> and last but not least, oh. g- good goodness. Goodness. <laughs> no help at all. Lockness. I don't know words. <laughs> Lockness. <laughs> That's what I got stuck on. <laughs> yeah, it's much like a sea monster in a lake. Yes. A lake monster. A I mean, legendary who wouldn't want to be Lockness? Much me. pursued. Much studied. Laura H. is just like Loch Ness. Thank you. See, yes. you think I'm brain dead, but I'm actually brilliant. No, you're actually a metaphor genius poet. Good yes. job. Thank you. Yes. Oh, last, but last, but lo- lo- last but not least. Last but Loch Ness. Last but Loch Ness. Thank you so, so, so much to Sarah C., Sarah C, she's coming to me in a dream and I can't wake up. Sarah C, she transports herself through space and time to find me and tell me the secrets of the oceans and the cosmos (laughs) and the sea, which is the same word as ocean. But the depth and magnitude of her soul cannot be compared with just saying one word <laughs> relating to the mass of water on the earth's surface so I have to say it two different ways <laughs> so there you yeah. go <laughs> I might need to um, brush up my songwriting skills be like wait so saying ocean and sea and then <laughs> looping back around to explain why I said ocean right. and sea is not the most effective <laughs> way to, to to use a metaphor. Right. Uh, what's the four non-blondes singer? Um, God bless America, who's like the most prolific pop songwriter of all time. Uh because I'm asking because in my mind, she and I are writing the song together and she's giving me notes. <laughs> um, come on. Linda Perry. So Linda Perry and I are hanging out. She's got her big tall hat on. She's got her eyeliner on, all of her jewelries on. She's like, a few things, Courtney. <laughs> and then I do it anyway. Linda Perry. Get out of here. I know you've written for Christina Aguilera, (laughs) Rihanna, literally everyone, but mm -mm, we're keeping in, we're keeping the lyric. Just, just gotta, I just gotta express myself, gotta sing from my heart. (laughs) And from my um, arteries, too. I was trying to think of another name for heart. (laughs) (laughs) I sing from my heart and my arteries. Oh, my God. Okay, you guys. We uh, we love you so much. God, we love you so much. And if you want to spend more time with us, you can go and find us on Instagram, Facebook, 
TikTok, TikTok, and YouTube at They Will Kill. You can go to our website, theywillkill.com, and you can email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. You can rate and review and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yes, please, especially the review part. You got to go to Apple Podcasts to do that. It's a pretty much the most annoying thing that you could do, but if you do it for us, we appreciate it so much. We just acknowledge the pain that comes along with writing a review. Right. I don't know why it's so hard. And half the time it doesn't work, but if you try again, it will eventually work. <laughs> Like, does it work or doesn't it work? Nobody knows. I don't know. But, I don't yeah, know. It, it never I'm, seems like it works, though, does it? It doesn't. No, no. Apple, get your shit together. Please. Seriously. Let the, people, let the people review us. So those of you who have, thank you. That is really hard to do. <laughs> we acknowledge <laughs> thank it. You. you know what's this hard to do? Writing good music. I mean, Courtney just showed us the master class of it a I minute mean, ago. Yeah. But also, thank you, A.J. Bergantz, for being an actual master at making music for us. I mean, he, my protege. You're welcome, A.J. You're welcome. <laughs> Took some notes from you. Yeah, I've been his muse for years. So, <laughs> no, thank you so much, A.J. And remember. Oh, I don't feel like I'm prepared for this one. Do I have no. anything written down? I don't. Okay, what can I come up with? Let me think. I mean, Real- I feel like we already covered it. It's basically just, just. Go out there and be your own Loch Ness. Yes. Oh my God. I think you're right. Way to bring that one back around. Yes. Thank you. I really. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go in today like Loch Ness monster would. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be mysterious. I'm going to be clever. Yep. I'm going to only show parts of myself that I want to. Exactly. I am going to make the people around me loads of money. Yep. And I'm gonna take a lot of baths. Check, check, check. And also, you know what you're going to do most most and foremost? <laughs> you're going to be legendary. You're going to be oh, legendary. It's yeah. like real, maybe not real. <laughs> I've said this before. But it's my favorite. People's imagination. That's, that's my favorite part about those shows. Like cliffhanger before the commercial. The, we either found Nessie or we definitely did not find Nessie. <laughs> After the break. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yep. Maybe this time they, they cracked it this time. I know, watching the whole ass show, like, shit, did they find it? Had I just did I miss the headlines? <laughs> they kept it very quiet until this yeah. entire show was produced and released, and no, yeah. still nobody talked about it, even though this was like 10 years old and I'm watching reruns with my dad on History Channel. And somehow A&E just kept that the greatest <laughs> clampdown of all time. Yeah. <laughs> God. We love you, Nessies. Uh, you are our we Nessies. So we love you. Yep. We cannot get enough of you, and we will see you next time. See you real soon. Come Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.